Welcome back to another episode of the Barb Apple Podcast. What's up? It's your girl Lucy. I'm your host and I'm your 30-something-year-old introverted friend who likes to babble about shit we normally don't babble about at the bar. Anything from self-development, career and business, wellness, and everything in between. But let's face it, if you're introverted like me, you would rather be at home in your sweats. So why don't we bring the bar babble to my place? Meet me in my virtual home on Thursdays and let's try a new recipe together. Munch and babble together about today's topic. Hey friend, how's it going? Thanks for popping over this week. If you're brand if you're brand new to the Bar Babble community, hey girl, hey girl, hey, it's so great for you to come on over. This week we're going to be making these Korean-inspired, um, Korean-inspired veggie fritters. I cannot pronounce the name of it and I don't want to butcher it. Um, but I found this recipe over in the springtime when I had a lot of leftover um, vegetables that I had for my salad and I just didn't know what to do with them before they would go bad. But I wanted something kind of like, um, like something within like a, a munchable. I don't know if, if that is a, a term, but something like dumplings. And so I was trying to look on YouTube and on Pinterest and on Instagram and I stumbled upon uh, the Korean inspired pancake fritters that if you go to a Korean um, restaurant, sometimes they're made with um, seafood um, or just vegetables and it's super easy to make. I made my own version because I made them almost like a small mini pancake compared to like how it's traditionally made. So it's made almost like a frittata quiche situation and then you're supposed to slice them kind of like a pizza pie. But when I was attempting to make it, it was just falling apart and I just didn't have the patience to flip it over and then it would burn or whatever it is. So I'm like, why don't I just make them like almost like mini pancakes? So that's kind of like how I came up with the, my veggie fritters. I've been making them since the springtime and I've I've experimented with a couple of different vegetables. Whenever I have leftover vegetables from salads or I feel like it's going to go bad in the next couple days, this is kind of like my go-to thing. Super easy to make, super versatile. You can make it gluten-free. You get vegetables within your diet and it's just, it's so yummy. So if you're vegetarian, if you're gluten-free or if you kind of just want to add more vegetables into your diet or if you love anything fried, this recipe is definitely for you. For any foodie content such as how to make my uh, veggie fritters, make sure to follow me over on Instagram and on threads. Everything will be linked down below. Um, and if you have a recipe that you want to share with me that you want me to try that we can try together or you want to share how yours turned out, um, make sure to um, tag me on all things threads and on Instagram. So question for y'all, if you're a Spotify listener, there's going to be a poll down below. For my veggie lovers, what is your favorite vegetable? Um, when I was a child, I was a picky eater. I think the only thing that I wanted to eat was spaghetti. A uh, quick side babble, I remember being in Italy, out of all the beautiful places in the world, I did not want to have spaghetti for some reason. I was craving a goddamn hot dog. And I remember asking the waiter and talking to my godmother and being like, I want a hot dog. And she was like, they don't have a hot dog here. Like you have to order, like you have to eat your spaghetti. Because we were at this beautiful restaurant. I, I, I forget what it was, like where we were at. And we were all eating pasta. And I was so, I was like so baffled as a child. Like they don't have hot dogs. So as a child, I, vegetables were not my thing. I think I only ate spaghetti, hot dogs. Um, what else? Um, let's see, maybe like 
a rice and sausage. Um, and that was basically that. Uh, my mom is from the Philippines, so I grew up eating longanisa. For any of my Spanish or Latin friends, uh, they have their own versions. So that's something that I would just eat with rice. And so that was literally, I think, the only thing that I ate as a child was um, that dish and then um, <laughs> spaghetti and maybe hot dogs. So vegetables were not my best friend. But it's so funny how as I... I remember being in my like my mid 20s and I, like the only thing that I wanted to eat was vegetables. I don't know what it was, but it was like I could eat vegetables and snack on vegetables all day. Um so now I and it's funny because even though I'm not a vegetarian or I'm not vegan, I always gravitate towards vegetarian and vegan meals. I don't know what it is. Maybe just my, it's my mind thinking like, oh, it's healthier. Not necessarily, but maybe that's just where my mind is. But I just, I'm just always gravitating towards vegetables. Um, my favorite, I don't really know if I have a favorite. I do love corn. I feel like it's super versatile. Um, I've been having lots of carrots lately in my fridge because I've, you know, had it in soups lately. I've all also used it, you know, in these veggie fritters. I've had them in my salads and I also have been eating them just like, you know, a quick snack. So that's something that I've been eating much more of lately is carrots. Um, but I, I definitely don't think I have a favorite vegetable, but I'm a fan of the vegetables. So if you're a veggie lover, I would love to know what is your favorite vegetable. Um, so this episode, as you can see, so we're going to be making these veggie fritters, but talking about the values in friendship. Um, I want to be talking about friendship breakups, what it's like to lose a friend, going through the grieving process potentially, and how to potentially make new friends as you're in adulthood, whether you're late 20s, early 30s, and a above i think it's so important to talk about friendships um if you've been listening to throughout the whole season you know that we started the season off with goal setting and part of the goal setting is to really take inventory as to what is what are the things that are serving you and what are the things that are depleting you and that includes your friendships and that includes the circle that you keep your tribe that could be family that could be your partner that could also be your work environment so I think it's really essential to talk about friendships especially in adulthood no one really prepared me for you know losing friends especially when you're in, a, in adulthood I think when you are in elementary school, high school, and college, you're kind of in a situation or an environment where you're forced to make friends or you have the ability and the resources and the opportunities to make friends, if, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so you are in classes and maybe you're at a fraternity or sorority and you get to be invited and then you have a roommate. Like, there's so many different opportunities to make friends. And then when you're starting in your career, you're so excited. Maybe you go to a networking event. Maybe you go to like a happy hour with your with your coworkers. And you're, there's more exposure to make friendships. But I feel like as you're kind of, you know, in your career, maybe it's like five years or even 10 years or 15 years, and you're kind of like a senior already within your work environment, it's like you're over and done with. I don't know about y'all's, but that's kind of like my experience where it's harder to make friends when you're in your 30s. Um, I feel like everyone's kind of like, quote unquote, established with their lives, whether they're, you know, they have a home, they have, you know, a family, they're, they're on their, they're having a second child, like they, they kind of have their their mini tribe per se and if you're the single one in the group or even if you're in a relationship and you're kind of just like well all my friends are married and I'm not um 
I think it's a really important uh, topic to talk about because not a lot of people talk about, you know, friendships. And I think, you know, something that I came into realization this year is the importance of friendships. Um, If you've been listening for a while, there was a a podcast episode, I think it was the last one from last season, where I talked about my toxic traits. And something that I learned about myself in doing a lot of the inner work and self-discovery is... You know, I used to be super hyper independent and a little bit like I can be competitive, which is amazing, right? But I can be so hyper independent where it kind of also goes into like the hyper competitive world. And I've realized that, you know, that toxic trait of me is just not healthy. We are all, you know, as humans, we're made to be in a community. We're made to uh, be in in an environment where we're supposed to rely on one another as human beings like we all have different roles if you think about it and you go back to the caveman days you know you had the hunter gatherers and then you had the people that uh you had the hunters and the gatherers right and so um it it still applies to this day like we all have our different roles and so it's kind of like that like we're all supposed to be in a community We're, we're we're not really intended as human beings like we're not made to be solo people that's why we there's so many of us (laughs) it's just sometimes I think you know with social media and how everything is so virtual it's really hard to make friends especially if you're if you are working remotely and there's really no opportunity to to network per se or to mingle with you know your coworkers in the break room or over by the water cooler or after work uh you know during a happy hour or you know what I mean things kind of get a, like things have shifted and things become a little bit more isolating especially now that everything is just so virtual um so i think this is a really important topic to talk about all about the values and friendships um i definitely want to start off with kind of like my story in my uh version of friendship breakups maybe that can be relatable to you and then the second part of the, the episode i want to just kind of do like a freestyle and answer some of your questions when i posted a poll on um threads and instagram people were commenting about like specific questions on friendships i want to take three of those questions that i think that are so relatable to a lot of y'all and including to myself and we can talk about that so how does that sound so get your veggie fritters ready if you're making them for the first time do not get frazzled that's kind of like how i it became a fritter instead of a a pancake because i just got so frustrated in (laughs) in flipping them over um they might fry quickly so if you want to pause this episode or just you know play me in the background feel free to do that but make sure you document your veggie fritters along the way because I definitely want to see how they turn out and if you think that they're delicious so let me start with a story um let's see um if you follow me over on Instagram I posted a, a photo of this purple journal that I recently dug up and then while I was reading that journal, all of this, like the, the memories that I just completely forgot about or haven't thought about in years just came flooding back. And I'd be like, oh yeah, what happened to that person? Or like, I, I wonder how they are. Or like, where are they? I'm like, I can't believe like I was so close to this person. Like what happened? Or where are they? Or like, did we drift apart? Or, you know, like, I, I, I hope that they're doing well. So 
you know, there's just been a lot of, you know, old school memories and nostalgia that has been popping up for me when I'm, you know, purging and going through my notebooks. Um, and so in reviewing that, I, I want to say in the past, maybe 10 to 15 years, I have experienced maybe four friendship breakups. Now it's a friendship breakup. I didn't even realize that this term existed up until maybe a couple years ago. I think I stumbled upon it on Instagram when somebody was talking about friendship breakups, how you need to grieve and it's almost the same as going through any type of breakup and, you know, like going through the process of grieving. And it wasn't until I experienced, you know, uh, you know, the most recent one where I was just like, wow, I didn't realize that I actually went through four of them in the past I want to say 10 to 15 years. Like it's it's wild. Out of those four friendship breakups, it's amazing how two of them have resurfaced back after 10 years later. So I kind of want to give you a little bit of a story of, of that journey and that situation so that maybe it's relatable to you. Um, so I have a question for y'alls. Do you have any childhood friends? Maybe you met in kindergarten. They were your first friend. Maybe they were your next door neighbor or the girl next door, or they were kind of like your cousins or, you know, like your godbrothers or, or sisters. Do you have any childhood friends that are still your friends today? Like they've been through every era of your life, like puberty, you experience like your first dating experiences together you went off to college maybe potentially together or even if you didn't it was almost like the sisterhood of the traveling pants like whenever you came home from college or university it's like you shared your experiences uh maybe you were in each other's bachelor bachelorette parties and you were each other's bridesmaids and now it's like you're you're hosting each other's baby showers and like do you have friends like that still to this day like childhood friends where you are you've literally grown up together in every dynamic you've known each other since five you've been through puberty you've gone through schooling and you've just seen each other grow up in each other's eyes and you've kind of grown up together i want to know from you so make sure to um answer um with the poll down below um for any of my spotify listeners or even if you're not make sure to comment on my threads and over on instagram when i was looking back at my own friendships i think it's so funny, like the kids that I've grown up in elementary school, I've definitely known since I was about four or five, so like preschool, kindergarten. And it's it's funny how like if you've known somebody since you were five, it's amazing how like time is like a concept. I, I don't know. And it's, it's amazing to be like, I've known you when we were when we didn't know anything and now that we're adults and we have our friends that are having kids and we have to be the parents and like we're the moms like it's so it's wild out of those four friendships I think one of them I've definitely known since I was around four or five um another one I've known since high school and then two of them were like my my found family when I started university. So just to kind of give you a preface of, you know, where these friendships came from and where I met these friends and, you know, who are the friends that kind of resurfaced. So it's funny because, um, you know, out of those friendships, I think the two friends that I've known the longest, such as from childhood and from like elementary and high school, they've been, you know, with me through like, I want to say like my puberty years, like I always say that you know, 20s are kind of like your second puberty, especially when you're coming out of college. You're kind of like in that in-between stage where you're no longer like a student and you're no longer like a child. But when you're in that, when you start like a corporate job or you start any type of job, like people look at you as a baby and a beginner and a novice because you are 
the youngest and it's kind of like your first job or your first, you know, big girl, you know, corporate job. And so I always relate to that, you know, part of my life as like second puberty. And the two friends that I had a friendship breakup with or that, I, you know, we kind of drifted in, in different ways, um, they were like my ride and die in, in many different seasons, whether it was our first puberty, whether that was middle school and high school, and whether that was also venturing out into adulthood. Um, and so that it was amazing to kind of, you know, go through life with these two gals and to also see them grow up and then coming home from university and being like what's your story like oh my god you went on a date with that guy this is blah 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 like it's amazing to have those types of friendship like your group of girls um and then the friends that I made in college they became my two best of friends um one was we had the same major or like we were also like neighbors and then um like in the dorm and then the other one was actually my roommate and everyone knew us as kind of like soul sisters or like the other half like whatever one was out without the other they would say like where's your other half because we were always doing things together and we were like each other's rock and so it was amazing to experience college you know, when you're far away from home and you're making, you know, new friends and, you know, your, your, your ride and die friends, like, you know, like I mentioned from back home, uh, from elementary and from high school, they also, they went to college in different cities. I, I went to college in, in Miami. And so, you know, it's, it's the, the friends that I made in, in college, they, it's also amazing to kind of go through life with them because they're there compared to like my friends that I had in, you know, elementary, they're not there. I can only just tell them the story on the phone or on AIM or on an email or whenever I would go home. But then the friends that I've made in college, it's like they're seeing and witnessing everything as I am with them, right? So it's amazing how like you can have so many different friends that really bring out something within you. And then it's funny how like, even with certain friends, even if you haven't talked in like six months, it's almost as if like nothing has torn you apart. And I love that about any of my friendships. And I love that about friends in general is whenever it's like you, it could, it could be like six months, it could be a year, it could be 10 years. And even if time has flown by, it's like time hasn't flown by, even if you've evolved, even if you've changed, even if life has, you know, rerouted you many different ways upside down, even if, you know, life just looks so different, the world looks so much different, you still feel so comfortable to be in your own skin that it just, it feels like home. So that's kind of like a little bit of like my friendship, um, like the four friends that I, I that I want to say are like my ride and die, my tribe, like my found family throughout, you know, I want to say from I was five years old all the way up until now. Now, I want to kind of preface and make sure that, you know, this, when we're talking about like friendships and losing friends and going through like friendship breakups, sometimes it's so easy to villainize the person, like any type of, of breakup, right? Like, when you lose a job or you break up with a significant other or that person breaks up with you, I don't know what it is. Like, it, it, I don't know. You tell me. But it's kind of like our brain automatically reverts back to like, oh, this person changed. You know, this person changed. Like, that's why they're not responding to my calls. That's why we're drifting apart. Or maybe you lost a job. Oh, you know what? I was too good anyway. And this job was so horrible. I was going to leave anyway. They didn't appreciate me. I was underpaid. 
maybe, you know, somebody broke up with you and then you villainize that person and you're like, you know what? I deserve better. This person was actually disgusting or, you know, I was too good for them or, you know, you know, he was just not, you know, what I wanted. It's like when we go through something so uncomfortable, our brain automatically tries to reason things out in order for us to feel a little bit more comfortable or be in a state of ease, especially when you are going through a grieving process, when, you, when you're losing something. I think when you're going through a, a breakup, a friendship breakup with a childhood friend, that's years in the making. And so I want to make sure that when we're talking about, you know, losing friends, I want to make sure that we're not so focused on villainizing the the person. This whole babble, this whole conversation is not if somebody has done you wrong. This, This whole babble is more about losing friends because you just drift apart. Life takes you in different circles. You just are no longer aligned with the same values the same priorities life has rerouted you in different directions and you just drift you just lose contact you just fall apart and nobody it's nobody's fault right so I want to I want to make sure that we are focused on that before kind of moving forward if you do want to have an episode talking about like this person has done me wrong then send me you know comment on a thread or comment on my Instagram and let me know but I want to I want to make sure that we're focused on losing friendships and grieving the process of of friends that have meant so much to us. Maybe they are childhood friends. Maybe they they were from high school. Maybe they were from college, whatever that may be. And there wasn't really anything wrong in that friendship besides just a different timeline, just a different trajectory. And even if maybe our brain uh, has villainized that person in one way or another because we're holding the grudge of like, why can't you come along? Like, why why can't you stick by me? Like, why aren't we aligned anymore? Because it sucks, right? That I want to talk about that. So from the four friends that I had from, you know, from, you know, all the different stages of my life, I went through my first friendship breakups right after college, I I would say. So my found family slash the friends that I made in college, the one that I told y'all about, that was my roommate and also my next door neighbor. And then we had kind of like the same classes, like we were always together and he was like my best of friend. Um, it, it kind of like we, we had our friendship quote unquote breakup with, the, with those two people. And I think it's because like when we, we all had different majors, we all kind of had different priorities. We worked in different places. People move cities. Um, I remember I was working full time, but also going to school full time. And so I hardly, I hardly even had time to, to do my laundry. So I wouldn't even have time to go out. So I I think because of just where we were at, like, oh God, like we're in the real world now. Like we have to support ourselves. And now that my job is like, I'm working on the weekends. It's not like, you know, I can meet you at the local bar. Like, it's not like when we were 21 years old and we didn't have any responsibilities on the weekend and we could, you know, drink beer at the local pizzeria. No, it was, it was a completely different lifestyle. So with those friendship breakups, I didn't realize that that was kind of like the beginning of a friendship breakup for me. Um, I thought it was just more of, um, I don't know, because one of my toxic traits was being so hyper independent, I was just so focused on like, you know what, I don't need them. I can I can kick it by myself. And so I was in that, you know, victimhood mentality of like, you know what, they've changed. Like I mentioned, like we, I, I was villainizing them for, you know, for kind of uh, drifting apart, even if they didn't do anything wrong, because I think I was so... 
I really appreciated the friendship and I really, really adored them and loved them and cherished them and I was so loyal to them that I took it really hard and I took it really personal when our lives just went separate ways. Even if there wasn't a, a blowout, even if there wasn't a major fight, even if no one was talking behind each other's backs, even if nobody did anything like to backstab or whatever, nothing went down. Um, it was just because we were all in different like we all had different mindsets we all you know my roommate in college was a year older than me and so she I was still in school and she was already working so that's already a drift in our different timelines with my other best friend that was our neighbor um he started working in a different I don't know I think he was working in a different hotel than I was at um and he was also working long hours and so it was just like we were all in different kind of like rhythms and it's hard to keep it's it's hard to keep up especially when you're still trying to figure out who the hell you are and so I really took it personally I think because of that old you know hyper independent hyper competitive version of me of like oh I don't need them like I can kick it on my own who needs friends like it's always going to be me and I remember like looking back now when I was you know that was what when I was 20 between the ages of 21 to 25 I think I was really hyper independent because I just did not want to get hurt. For me, one of my biggest things was I hate saying goodbye, but I'm also so good at saying goodbye because I can easily just I can easily just block people out and just be like, you know what, I don't need you. Like if you want to leave, leave. And I can still be like that in, in a sense with certain types of people, but when it comes to friendships, I've learned that it's not it's not about that at all that that could actually be be really toxic like if you really want to have an intentional friendship and a really good friendship it's all about like the give and take and and having space for that friend and having that friend have space for you and so kind of looking back it's amazing how like I was just butthurt and I kind of moved on I was really focused you know with my life and I didn't hear from them up until I moved to New York. I feel like New York City has definitely changed my life. So that was back in 2017. When I saw one of, you know, my best friends that I uh, that I mentioned, that was our neighbor in New York City. And that was the first time we've seen each other in years. And ever since then, we've kind of reconnected and we've just gone, we've, we've just always been in touch all these years. And even if when we haven't seen each other for a very long time, it's almost as if like nothing has changed, even though everything has changed. And so that's beautiful. Um, my roommate, the one that I also kind of had like a friendship breakup with that I didn't talk to in over 10 years, resurfaced right uh, kind of like in pandemic-y times. So still in New York, I think the city was back opening. So I think this was like 2021. And it's weird because at this point in time, like I already made like peace with with like not being in contact with her at one point I think I kind of had like a grudge of like she's changed or like I've changed or you know whatever that may be or like sometimes when you villainize a friend you're like oh that per- that friend was jealous or whatever that may be right I think when I I had my moment of healing when I moved to New York I made peace with it because I was like you know what during the time when I was figuring things out in a city where I was alone and I didn't know anybody and she was my found family. She was my sister and I think God or the universe, whoever's out there, sent her to me to kind of just be the big sister that I've never had. And it it hurt a lot when we drifted apart because again, like I in my mind I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna 
if people come and go, you really can't trust people. So I was a kind of like in that victimhood mentality. And then I was just like, you know what, you know, maybe it's, it wasn't, you know, an authentic friendship. Like you just go through all these reasonings, right? It wasn't until New York, again, when I was going through my healing stage with that first year where I realized she, there was really nothing that went down between the two of us. It was literally because of the timeline of our lives. Like when I, when she reached out to me, I was kind of like so focused with work. And when I reached out to her, she was living somewhere else. And so it was kind of like, oh, like we could never touch base. And so we kind of just drifted apart. And it wasn't until pandemic times when she resurfaced. I remember talking to her, like talking about her or thinking about her one time. And I was like, I wonder, you know, how she's doing. So I tried to look her up on social media, given that we've been friends this whole time on social media. And I couldn't see anything. And I was like, I wonder, you know, I hope she's okay. And, you know, I'm like, I just, I hope, you know, one day we can connect. Like, I, I, I just wonder where she is. And it's funny how like when if you ever ask for something or like if you think of something, this is the power of law of attraction. I remember literally like I think it was within the next day. I literally was scrolling on my feed on social media like in between my work day and her profile photo came up like she changed her profile photo and I screamed. I was like I literally was just thinking of you. And as soon as I saw her photo, she sends me a message And I literally was giddy as if I was, again, 19 years old when I met her. And I was just like, oh my God, like I literally literally was just thinking of her and she's now all over my feed and she's messaging me. And as soon as I heard her message, I think she sent me like a a voice note as well. And she's like, hey, like I want to reach. And it's so funny how it's like I was also thinking of like, of the same thing, like, oh, I I, want to reach out to her, but I couldn't because I couldn't find her on socials. And it was so funny how, like, um, we really could reconnect it, I think, that same weekend. And I was like, I want to talk to you. Like, I want to know everything about you. We got on FaceTime and we, it was literally like we were back in our dorm rooms and we were chatting it up. We were crying. We were like in a state of like forgiveness and we were like basically making amends. And so it was, it was beautiful. So even if these two friends from college of mine and I went through the the friendship breakup, they resurfaced almost 10 years later. Now, the friends that I made, you know, in elementary, like my, the longest friends that I made with, unfortunately, you know, I had to go through that friendship breakup and they're, you know, we've completely drifted apart and, you know, we're no longer um, in touch. But, you know, I've definitely made peace because of so many different uh self-discovery aspects that I've realized not only about myself and the trajectory of life and the, the meaning of life but just making peace knowing that you know these were my sisters these were like my soul sisters during you know my teens and during you know my early 20s and I'm always going to be grateful for them so unfortunately like I you know we've I've lost contact with them but they always hold a special place in my heart so I kind of want to answer some of your questions. As you can see, I've had my fair share of friendship breakups, Um, you know, from the four friends. It's amazing how I've lost four, but then two of them resurfaced. And in going through the friendship breakups, something that I realized, you know, when I first heard of the term friendship breakup and how it's actually a real thing that no one talks about, like that's something that I never 
heard of. Like no one has prepared me, nobody in adulthood, nobody, no parent has told me like, you're going to lose friends. Like I've never heard of this concept. It wasn't until then when I realized like it was in, you know, during pandemic times when I was just like, you know, I, I didn't realize that when you go through those friendship breakups, it's like you are grieving not just the loss of that longtime friendship, especially if they've been a friend of yours since childhood and you've been through so many different eras, so many different versions of yourself, so many different chapters, whether it's college, whether it's getting engaged, whether it's getting married, having your first child, buying a home, moving cities, getting that job, getting that promotion, whatever that may be, like you've been through so much together. You're not just grieving those memories and the amount of time that you've been friends together, but you're actually grieving a part of yourself. If when I was looking back, you know, at those friendships, uh, those four friendships, you know, all of them brought out a unique version of me. um, And some of them either still resonate with me and some of that version of me is completely like it's gone. It's almost like that Taylor Swift, you know, little song where she's like oh taylor swift can't come to the phone right now because she's dead like sometimes there are parts of ourselves that are only there for an era or a like a chapter whether you're going through kind of like your goth phase your rebellious phase your party phase maybe it's like your your girly phase like whatever phase you're in and sometimes it just doesn't resonate with you anymore like who you are in your 30s or in adulthood and so in my journey of friendship breakups going through the process of grieving is not only about losing the friendship, losing the time and the the effort and the journey and the years spent together and that relationship and also losing that person, but it's also losing a part of yourself. And sometimes it's a part of yourself that you can't carry with you into that next era of your life because it's just it's just done and dusted, you know, whether it's just like, oh my God, like my party phase, I can't believe I was I was just you know, parting it up on a Sunday, you know, or drinking every single day, like that doesn't resonate with me, you know, so it's not about that. So in going through my fair fair share of friendship breakups, definitely go through the grieving process, treat it like any type of breakup, like you have to take your time with it, sit with it, feel it, cry it out, have your pity party. Again, this is not about villainizing the person. Sometimes you just drift apart and you just go through different trajectories. And sometimes there's just no big blowout or nothing went down or nobody backstabbed each other. There's nobody, you know, did something horrible. Sometimes it's just all about like you're just in different mindsets and in different stages of your life. So that was kind of like my little spiel or like my story talking about like my friendship breakups and where are they now um in this past year if you've been following me on social media i feel like 2023 has just been a roller coaster ride i posted this on a reel one time where i feel like this year is kind of like a middle school dodgeball that no matter like you think like you're i'm i've never been so in, in a state of being so vulnerable in my life where i just feel like i'm there's just balls like I'm trying to dodge balls like left and right and every time I think like I'm safe 
something else happens. Like I just feel like that I've done through so many pivots in one year and it's a lot of more of like internal work. And so if you've been listening to my podcast or even following me on socials, you, you will see that I have been doing a lot of inner work and, um, kind of just shifting, like making a lot of radical changes when it comes to like my mindset and just having that self-awareness of being like, okay, let me check in with myself. What are the toxic things about me? What are things that I need to change? What are things that are childhood traumas that are actually put, like hindering my potential from being in the spotlight or, you know, going to the next pivot of my life or making new friends or, you know, whatever that may be. So it's it's all about that inner work and doing the inner work is a lot of work. It, it, you have to be completely honest with yourself and vulnerable and sometimes face fears. Sometimes there are things that you just don't want to talk about, things that, you know, may hit a pinch a nerve and you're just like, oh, like, I can't believe like I... And, and looking at yourself too, looking at who you are, and sometimes you just cringe and you're like, I can't believe that I do that. I can't believe that I used to be in this victimhood mentality. I can't believe that I villainized this person or I was so hyper competitive. But it's all about having that self-awareness, being so honest, but also making the changes needed in order for you to really rewire my, your mind to think differently. And so that's kind of like my story of, you know, my friendship breakups and also going through the grieving process of taking my time with it and really honoring and cherishing cherishing those moments I think in looking at all of those friendship breakups respectfully on all four of them in different eras of my life since you know they happen in different timelines and in different mindsets and in different versions of me um, looking back something that I've really realized in in those friendships is to really honor those friendships in that era of your life because nobody is ever going to go through it the same way than going through it now right so for example if you you know, had your friend, your childhood friends, and you've been through puberty together, you've, you know, experienced like your first, you know, kisses, like, oh my god, like, I went on my first date, or let's double date, or, you know, went off to study abroad, or whatever that is, no one is gonna go through, you know, that era of you, then with that friend, even if you are no longer friends with that person, so that's something that I look back on, and that's something that I changed my mind, um, that I flipped the, the story, that instead of villainizing like, oh my God, that person has changed and maybe they have changed and maybe you've changed as well for the good, like for, you know, for everyone's benefit, maybe both of you have changed. But in looking back, nobody else is going to have gone through whatever journey that life has taken you and shared those moments with you then that friend even if they're not longer in your life and that's actually something really special even if you go on another European adventure with a new friend in adulthood it's gonna look and feel completely different than your first Euro trip than when you were 21 years old you know or in a bachelorette party with that childhood friend do you know what I mean like it's always going to be different with every person and every friendship in every era. Every person or every friend of mine, I, I feel, brings out a different side of me um, or kind of, you know, is tied to a different um, era of, of my life. And also knowing me now and the friends that have known me the longest, you know, we're all going to see each other with different lenses. So that's just something that I've I've learned from those friendship breakups. Now, I, I want to get into the Q&A free flow. I have three questions here from the audience. Um, I have one from threads and I have two from, from Instagram. 
And I think these questions are so relatable to the topic that ensuring, you know, my story with the friendship breakups and, you know, losing friends. But I also, you know, later after I answer it, I'll probably go into like how to make new friends. That's something that I'm still working on, to be quite honest, but we'll, we'll probably get into that. So the first question is over uh, from Amy from Threads. And she basically said, um, how to make space and support friends who are in different life stages than you are. Um, Amy, thanks so much for your question. And for, you know, babbling with us today. This is a really great question. Because one of um, the most pivotal books that I've read this year is called Conversations with God. Before you're like, oh my gosh, she's going to be talking and preaching. No, I'm not going to be preaching about God. This book was actually, um, it's funny because if you're into like law of attraction or like spirituality or like philosophy, it's definitely an interesting book to read because it's literally a conversation of this guy having a conversation with God. And the questions that he asked God are questions that a lot of people ask. For example, like, if you do exist, like, why is there war? Why is there famine? Why are there school shootings? Like, if you do exist, like, why is there this and that? Like, things like that. Or, like, if you really want the best for us or if you really love us, then why am I, you know, going through so much, you know, hurts and trauma and damage? So it's, like, these real-life questions and then it's this whole conversation. So that book really changed the way that I, I thought about life in itself. It, it was so... Um, thought-provoking in a way that now when I'm on social media and we tend to go into this spiral of comparison when we're scrolling on social media, whether it's, you know, compare yourself with, with influencers or creators or people that you admire or even like your friends or family and you're like, I have to be in this era, I have to be here or I should be doing that, I should be, like, we're in this spiral of like comparison on social media this book completely changed my mindset about this. And it has also been so beneficial in how I support and also um, make space for my friends, even if we are all in different stages of, of our lives. In this year, like I mentioned, there's been so many different pivots and dodgeballs coming left and right. And my three like friends this year are basically the friends are the only thing that has been stable are my friendships. And without my three friends, even if, you know, we live in very far from one another, I, I don't think I would have made it because they are, they are honest people. They tell me what's up. They tell me when I'm wrong. They tell me when I need to get my shit together. They tell me when they give me grace when I need grace. They remind me to be a little bit more loving to myself. And they also don't make me feel crazy. Like they make me feel like, um, no, Lucy, that was wrong. This is, you were in the right. Like what happened, whether it was a work situation or a personal situation, they're like, no, 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 no. I will back you up. Like that's absolutely like wrong. Or, or they will tell me like, no, Lucy, like, you know, better, you know, like, no, 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 like you deserve better. So without my three current friends, I wouldn't have made it. In the, tying that back to the book of Conversations with God, there are, I think, three or four books. And so each book kind of relates to different topic. One, that's more of like a personal relationship. The second one is more about like the world, I think. And then the third one is kind of like a continuation of, of the first one. So I read book one and book three. And that that book, the, the conversations that I read were so, like I mentioned, it definitely radically changed the way that I think of our purpose and our timelines and the way that we interact 
interact with our friends and the values of friendship. So in that book, he basically, you know, the the God, the voice of God in that book, as he was talking to the guy, basically explains like everyone's purpose is uniquely theirs. Nobody else is like no one's is the same. Your purpose is different than your friend's purpose, even if it may look the same, even if like you aspire to be the next Taylor Swift, even if you aspire to be like a New York Times bestselling author, whether you want to, you know, you aspire to be like your favorite author, your journey is your journey and it's completely different than everybody. Even if it may look aligned, even if it's the same, even if you are um, inspired to become like somebody. And so in that conversation, he was basically saying, if, you know, I'm giving you basically a gift, like whatever your purpose is, it is uniquely yours. No one else can touch it. No one else can interfere with it unless, you know, it's you that's, you know, at the end of the day, you have free will. So it's up to you to fulfill that purpose or it's up to you to, to go against it. So when I was reading that whole conversation, it really changed my mindset because if if we're all in different purposes, like we all have our different purpose, regardless if, let's say that one of my friends and I, we're in the same industry, even if we have the same and like ambition and personality, you know, my friend and her purpose is completely different than mine. And so when I was reading that book, it really made me think like, there's really no competition but yourself, like, but the old version of you, there's no, there's no, um, it doesn't even make sense to compare yourself to your friends or to other people, or to even say like, oh, I have to be in the same space as my friend, or I have to be identical to my friend, or if my friend is getting married, I should be getting married, or if I'm having a second child, my friend should also be having a second child. Absolutely not. Like, I feel like we're only, we were conditioned in that way because of of school. If you think about it, like everybody has to be in the same level before you, you, you know, go into the fifth grade, the sixth grade, like all of you have to be in the same reading level in order for you to jump the next grade, right? So I think that's kind of like where maybe it was ingrained from. I don't know, you tell me. But when I was reading that book, it definitely changed, you know, my 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 um, thought process when it comes to supporting friends from afar, especially if we're all in different stages. I have come to realize that before when I was, you know, in my early 20s, it used to suck like when my friends were just doing something different because I thought like when it comes to like the quote unquote ride or die I thought like 21 year old me was like, oh, that means like we have to like everything, like we have to do everything together, whether it's, you know, going to class, going to the mall, going to like just doing everything together, eating out, like just doing everything. And now I'm just like, no, you know, it's it's almost like your friends and just like you, you're allowed to have many different passion projects or being a multifaceted um passionate uh person whether you know they they have a a passion project whether they have a hobby maybe they're into music but then they're also into science and maybe you connect on the music level but you're not a science geek you know what I mean but you want to support your friend that is you know going back to school and maybe you know wants to get a doctorate or you know just go to 
I don't know, like a museum because there's like a science exhibit and you're like, no, nerd, like I don't invite me to that. You know what I mean? So that book really changed my life. I will have the, the book linked down below if that's something that's interesting to you. But in to order to answer this question of how to make space to support your friends, that whole conversation really changed my mindset because once I realized that regardless whatever their purpose is, in order for me to be a really good friend, I need to support them in all different eras of their life as they would do for me because every era, every chapter, the good, the bad, the ugly is all part of the journey and all part of the process. Everything has its, it's all like everything is, has its own purpose, whether you're going through a tough time, whether you're going through a breakup, maybe your friend lost a job, maybe your friend was going through a divorce, whatever that may be, you have to support your friend and make space for them in that era because it's all aligned to their purpose. So if you support your friend and you support their purpose, even though it's it doesn't even really align to 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 you um that's that's just being a good friend and it's all being part of of the purpose i think you know even if let's say that you guys are up and down maybe one is dating and one is you know having children right two completely like opposite things what's amazing about that is look back to when you were dating your husband right so let's say that your best friend right now is in the stage of dating maybe they got it out of like a 10-year relationship and they're on the apps or they're going to mixers and they're meeting people and they're out there they're going on blind dates you however are married and you have two children and it kind of doesn't seem it kind of seems off because you can't talk to her about having kids and you can't relate to the dating because you're just you're not there like you probably haven't been on a date since you dated your husband or your significant other right and it's probably been 10 years and so you know how to make space for that right you know if you look back to when you were dating like dating your significant other wasn't that exciting like wasn't that like a honeymoon period for you like there's there's nothing about like that first butterfly um feeling that you got when you had that first date with your husband or your wife and you're just like wow like I finally found my my person wouldn't you want that same honeymoon feeling for your friend like wouldn't you want your 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 best friend to also experience that even if like let's say that's just an example of of making space for your friends I think that's all about supporting their journey as well is listening to that so even if you can't relate and let's say that you are literally sleeping four hours a night because you have two kids and then your you know your friend is dating just always think back to you and be like oh my dating era was was beautiful there were all these wonderful moments and now that my friend gets to experience that I love that for her and I would never want to take that experience away from her because without my journey without my dating experience I wouldn't have met my husband I wouldn't have my two beautiful kids right so think about that when supporting friends that are not kind of like aligned with where you are is to give them grace and also think back vice versa most likely when you were dating your significant other and getting married, maybe it was a complete opposite. Maybe once you were getting serious with your, your said partner, maybe that person was going through a breakup. And But then that person was there for you on, their, on your wedding day, even if they literally were going through a breakup just the other night. And so kind of look at that as giving grace and holding space for those beautiful moments and even the bad moments because it's all part of the journey. So in supporting and making 
space for friends, look back into your timeline and think like, I would want that honeymoon period for them. And I love that for them because I love that for me. The second question is what to do when a friend is spiraling. Now, this question came on Instagram, but it's it's hard to to answer this question because I don't know the context of this. I don't know what spiraling means when it comes to like are they spiraling like into bad habits? Are they drinking a lot? Is it like drugs? Is it like are they spiraling like they're in a bad relationship? So it's it's really hard to answer this question without, you know, knowing the situation. So I kind of want to preface this into something a little bit more general but hoping I can answer your question and maybe hey like this could also relate to other listeners out there right so it's like maybe you have a friend that is just getting let's say that they're the friend that's that's dating let's let's stick to the same story of like you are married you have two children and your friend is dating they got out of a 10-year breakup and they're dating but said that they're spiraling to the point where it's becoming toxic so dating is wonderful it's needed it's 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 a great thing we had a whole babble last week about like my dating lessons on self-discovery it's 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 instrumental but let's say that they're dating and that dating has created a really bad habit of partying where Y'all's are in your 30s, you have two kids, you're working full time, you're maybe a caregiver, and then you have your friend here that is putting herself out there, which is brave and courageous. And I love that for your friend, right? But then it's becoming a little bit of a bad habit where she is going out with the wrong guys. And she's just doing that just because she's getting lonely. And she's realizing, great, this, you know, the batch of guys out there or girls, it's horrible. (laughs) Like the dating world is horrible. And she's just going out with whoever. And it turns into this thing where she's just being influenced by the wrong crowd. And maybe she's just drinking all the time that it's becoming a toxic habit. And she's becoming either a toxic influence to you and to the relationship. So let's take that situation and and tie that to this question of like what to do when a friend is spiraling. So something that Mel Robbins said on one of her podcasts episode or even on social media is you let them. Now her whole episode was about something else. But when I saw this, and I was thinking and brainstorming about like how to answer this question, because I don't want to give the wrong advice if it pertains to, you know, like a drug, alcoholic, something serious. So I'm not I'm not a a medical professional. I'm not like a, a, a therapist. So I want to make sure that I'm I answer this specifically to the example that we have today. So when I when I was thinking of that, I was thinking of that Mel Robbins uh, podcast episode where she says, you let them. And I think she was talking about like people who are like crossing boundaries. I, f- I forget. But it's almost going back to that first example that we said of like the honeymoon stage of like when you first dated your significant other. Like you love that era. Like it was beautiful. And sometimes you and your husband reminisce that on, on your anniversary. Like damn, like we were so young and we were so in love and it was just beautiful how we met and how everything fell into place. And so it's kind of like going back to that example of the honeymoon stage, but also going back to that book of conversations with God. Everything is designed, everything has its purpose, but at the end of the day, we all have free will. 
that's something that all of us are born with. All of us are on that same playing level that no matter what our purpose is, we all have that free will to make our choices, which is either good for us or bad for us. And sometimes... Even if we're looking at our friend's story from afar, we really don't know their journey of what it's like to be in their shoes, even if you've been through something parallel, right? So even if they are spiraling of like going out on these bad dates because they're lonely and then it starts to be a really bad habit and just going out with the wrong guys and wrong girls and just hanging out with like crowds that are just not even like... You're like, who are these people? Like, that's not even you. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you just got to let them because some sometimes it's all part of the journey of their own trajectory in life where they need to discover something about themselves, whether they have to hit the rock bottom, whether they have to meet somebody within that crazy, you know, spiraling dating mess of a world that will lead them to be enlightened or to, to meet that significant other or for them to really recognize and be like wait a second do I even want to be dating or am I just lonely so I think you know in in context to like the example that I gave right now is you let them like when it comes to spiraling now being a good friend like for me it's it's also about being honest you can have a, a, a conversation and be like hey friend like I want to be honest with you and as a good friend I'm going to be loyal and I'm going to be you know there for you no matter what but I want to let you know that um I see some change in you and I it it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's you like what's going on let's check in and it's kind of becoming toxic you know we're talking about things that we we haven't talked ever like things that you know never interest us and things that are kind of just a little bit too toxic for us to be even thinking about or talking about or it's just causing a lot of tension or bad energy into our friendship so for me when you see a friend spiraling in in any case for me being a good friend would be to have that tough conversation and to do it with a lot of grace and compassion because at the end of the day you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes but just being honest and just being really upfront now if the person takes it the wrong way I feel like you've done your due diligence when it comes to being honest and being a good friend. And like I said, like what Mel Robbins says, like you just, you got to let them. It, at the end of the day, it's free will. They have their choice. If they want to spiral, you you have to let them spiral. And at the end of the day, it's your free, free will to either stay with the relationship, to love from afar, or to kind of tie ends if it's becoming a really bad situation. That leads me to the third question, which is, how to know when to let go when the relationship is one-sided. Now, this is something that I um, I don't know if I've specifically, um, if I've actually experienced this. I don't think I've ever some, experiencing something one-sided, but I've experiencing something where I had a friend um, where everything was becoming a little bit too negative. So it's almost going back to that spiraling where it just became a toxic thing where everything was just the end of the world. There was nothing good about it and it was just really draining and really depleting. And then it got to a point in time where I was so used to being there for uh, this person that it, I think maybe you you can call it, it was becoming one-sided because I was holding space for that friend, but I didn't feel like I, that person was holding space for me in the good and the bad. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, let's say that I had good news to celebrate. And if I want to share it with a friend, 
it would automatically turn to, like about the negativity of what they're going through like oh lucky you like lucky you you got that promotion um I'm still here and I'm broke and blah 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 you know what I mean so maybe that could be an example of of something that I've experienced when it comes to one-sidedness I'm, I'm not really sure if if that really pertains to it but how to how to know when to let go when the relationship is one-sided so I would have to say it's all about kind of going back to what is depleting you, what is serving you, and what is giving you peace. When we're go- going through our goal setting and we're kind of analyzing our tribe and the people that are there for us that can hold us accountable to really be the best version of ourselves, to give us the grace and space when we're probably the worst version of ourselves, and to kind of just support us in all areas of our life, even if we're in different stages or different trajectories. I think it's it's all about knowing what your values are in this point in time. What are what are your values individually? What are your priorities right now and into the future? And kind of just looking into that relationship. Like, is this person, this relationship serving me? Is it depleting me? Is it giving me peace? And if it's not, then that's most likely when you would have to kind of step back and maybe cut ties. I think that's when you know. And if you're asking this question, I think you already know. It's more of just navigating how to do it. Now, there's really no way to do to do this. Um, I think Nedra um, she's the author of Set Boundaries, Find Peace, and she talks about setting boundaries when it comes to friendships, um, your work environment, and your family, and your loved ones. And so I think in that book, and even on her social media, she talks something about this. I'll have her information down in, in the show notes. But I mean, sometimes it's like you know, and it's really up to you and how you want to end it, whether it's something that just slowly drifts maybe you want to love them from afar maybe you're more of an upfront person and you just want to be very transparent and be like hey you know it seems like you know like you can just be like you know what my priorities for 2024 are um you know I got a promotion and I'm going to be starting my new um responsibilities in January of the first quarter so my time and attention is going to go there I want to love you from afar maybe we can you know touch base in the spring or you know once every quarter whatever that is um and just having that conversation again sometimes it's about having that hard conversation and sometimes it's it's not so I think the the way of how to do it is really up to you every relationship every person is different and every trajectory is different right so if you're asking this question I think that's already a sign for you that you maybe have to go but definitely check in with your values with your priorities is it adding is it depleting and is it giving you peace And how is it serving you in this era of your life? And how is it going to serve you in the next era of of 2024? So those are the three questions that I I really wanted to answer in um, today's babble. I kind of, I know we kind of went off on a tangent and I probably went in circles. Um, And friends are so valuable in validating who you are as a person. Like I mentioned, without my three friends this year, I've been doing a lot of a lot of radical internal changes. And when you're going through that mindset change, especially when 
you're really making a change to how you used to think and how you used to be and really making sure that you you change the way that you're thinking from the root of the problem, which is, you know, radical change, to make sure that you don't have those toxic habits anymore. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it's hard because if you've been doing, you know, these toxic habits or thinking in this way your whole life, your brain is used to it. So your brain is going to, you know, want to resort back to the old habits, the old thinking. And without my friends really checking me checking in with me and being like no you are on the right path or I know that it's hard but keep going or you know what um you deserve better or you know what like this is not right this is not normal this is not right like you this is you have to find something else like this this is a bad situation or this is a bad like no and so without my three friends this year like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to make those radical changes because they are they hold me accountable. So that's something that I've definitely learned when it comes to friendships in adulthood is you definitely need friends even if your circle becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. I think that's something that's normal when you do make radical changes when you do change internally, externally, whether you're you're in the worst time of your life or whether you're in the best time of your life. Um, you know, your friendships, like I mentioned, it's, it's kind of like back to that saying of like the five people that you hang out with the most defines who you are or who you become because they influence who you are. Like you start talking like them, you have the healthy habits and stuff like that. So it's definitely part of your environment. So that's something that I learned from, you know, the 21 year old version of me coming into now is, you know, friendships are essential. And even if you go through life changing and, you know, your friends, your circle of friends diminish, you know, I think going back to going back to kind of like the self-discovery is are you also a good friend to yourself are you a best friend to yourself I think that when you are also kind of like your best friend it also attracts more people to come to you um so that's where the self-discovery comes into place of like knowing who you are knowing what your values are knowing your priorities and also being your own best friend because once you are there for yourself you become a better friend to your your actual friends and it actually motivates you to meet new people you know like i mentioned at the beginning of this episode I don't know how to make new friends. I work remotely. And so it's hard to quote unquote network and it's awkward and I'm an introvert and I'm, I can be naturally shy and sometimes I get social anxiety, but you know, I'm still navigating that. I'm still figuring that out. But for me, like if I show up to like a new event or even if it's virtual or a coffee catch up with a you know a new friend in the city for me I'm like regardless of how this turns out regardless of how you know this person ends up whether it's an acquaintance whether it's you know it's not a friendship you know I still have my back regardless like I can walk away from this coffee meetup I can walk away from this virtual event I can you know walk out from you know this friends giving dinner that I was invited to whatever that may be and be like you know what I still have my back so I think that's something important to to know when you're making new friends and hey maybe we'll have a part two and maybe we can have um a conversation about like specifically making new friends in our adulthood the second thing about 
that we talked about is grieving in friendships. You know, when you're going through that friendship breakup, it's like any normal breakup. You've got to go through the stages of grieving. And it's not just about grieving that person, the memories, the timeline. Maybe you've been friends for over 10 years or you've been through so much together. But it's also about grieving that part of yourself. And sometimes that part of yourself is just done or sometimes that per- that part of yourself you know, um, a different part of yourself is being called to the surface and needs your time and attention now compared to that side. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all part of life. I feel like grieving is, it's kind of like shedding the old so that the new can come up and it's, it's all part of that. I think the third thing we talked about is, you know, um, when, like how to really support, you know, your current friends, especially when, you guys are just so different. I think that's beautiful. Um, I love the show New Girl. I don't know if you've watched New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. And one of the episodes, she, um, you know, with her best friend Cece. And I think it was um, Cece's birthday. And they had their big fight, which they've, I think they only have a fight every 10 years and they blow up. And that was kind of like 10 years in the making of holding grudges. And the question that Zoe asked to her friend, um, that Jess, I'm sorry, the character said, like, hey, if we met now, do you think that we would be friends? And um, Cece said, I think she said, like, I don't think so. And so, you know, that friendship, you know, started when they were kids and they're completely different. Cece is a model and in fashion And, you know, she's going out with all of these model friends and going to, you know, photo shoots and commercials and she's being glammed up. And then Jess is a quirky, you know, middle school teacher. And so they have different lives and different trajectories. And, you know, Cece has her roommates and she has this, you know, sports car, I think. And then and then Jess is she her roommates are all guys. And so they're all different, but they still they still support each other in their different eras because Jess was just leaving a break like a breakup that's kind of like how she ended up with um you know her roommates and Cece was still there because she understood like oh like she's going through something she's going through a change and she allowed that to happen and she supported because without that uh Jess wouldn't number one find the love of her life two she wouldn't have gone through these many adventures and three she wouldn't have really changed for the better so that's really an example of maybe going through like a friend a friendship from childhood and going through the many stages and knowing you know how to celebrate them even if you know their season and their journey looks completely different than yours I know that we babbled on for a very long time talking about friendships. Was this influential or, you know, um, helpful to you if this was and you want to kind of babble on about more things about friendships? Maybe it's specifically about how to make new friends and how to navigate that or, you know, how I've made new friends, especially when I moved to New York City in 2017. We can have a part two of this if you would like. Um, Make sure to comment on my thread or my reels that pertain to this episode or, you know, just comment in the Spotify uh, poll and just let me know or you know give this episode a five stars and also comment and just be like this episode was so relatable and I learned so much about like how friends are so instrumental in who we are and who we're becoming and how you know friendship breakups are just a part of life um how did your veggie fritters turn out 
Like I mentioned, for all of the foodie content, if you want to share how yours turned out or if you have a recipe that you want us to try in the upcoming episode, make sure to tag me on threads or over on Instagram and maybe your recipe can be featured on an upcoming episode. Um, Thank you for those that submitted topic requests and questions regarding about friendships. It seems that's been something that's on everybody's mind. Like I mentioned, if you want a part two about this, let's definitely babble about this. Uh, Before you go, make sure to subscribe to All Things Bar Babble. I have my thread and my Instagram link down below. Um, If you're a Spotify listener or if you're listening to this on your favorite platform, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to rate this and to give this a five stars. If you have a friend that's going through some weird phase with a different friend or just something in life and you feel like this is instrumental, make sure to share this link over to them, whether it's a text message or over on Instagram. And let them know what, you know, important things stood out to you, whether it's my story about my own personal breakup or just me sharing the tidbit about Cece and Jess. Um, Don't forget to answer the polls on Spotify. I definitely want to know about your childhood friendship and also what your favorite vegetables are. And stay tuned for next week. What episode or what topic should we talk about in next week's episode? Um, should we make some ramen together? I know we're, we're in soup season now, so maybe we should make some hearty soup, like an easy ramen. I think that's super easy. Something that I got obsessed with lately is like looking up that spicy ramen and I'm just like, it's, it's so spicy, but it, it, I don't know. It's just addictive. Maybe we can make ramen and talking about raising our mothers, whether you have a, a toxic mom or whether you have a narcissistic mom, or maybe you kind of have like a very weird relationship with, with your mom. I think a lot of people talk about daddy issues, but no one talks about mommy issues. Um, I don't know. That could be an important topic. Maybe I'll have another poll over on threads and social media and the recipe and the topic will also be announced over there. So thanks so much for hopping over. I hope that you enjoy the veggie fritters um, and also our conversations about losing, making friends and, you know, just kind of like my own story of, you know, my childhood friendships and making friends and, you know, having friends resurface back and kind of just being in your worst self and being in in your best self and having these friends through thick and thin. Um, Thanks so much for popping by and I'll talk to you and see you next week. Bye!